Welcome to the Business English Phrasal Verb Podcast. This podcast is designed to teach you relevant and important phrasal verbs related to business English. Now remember, just because these phrasal verbs are relevant for business does not mean they're only relevant for business. You can use these phrasal verbs anywhere, anytime. Right now, your job is simple. Sit back, relax, put your feet up, and listen to this epic podcast about business English phrasal verbs. Are you ready? Here we go. Good morning. All right, we're going to talk about business English phrasal verbs. So a phrasal verb is a verb and a preposition, and we use them an awful lot in English. We use them in formal and informal situations. And the thing about phrasal verbs is that every single phrasal verb has more than one meaning. So today we're going to look at five different phrasal verbs, and we're going to look at them and discuss them in the context of business English. So you should grab a pen and paper, sit back and relax, and get ready to listen and get ready to learn all about these five business English phrasal verbs. So the way this podcast is going to work, I'm going to start off by just reading five different sentences for you, and your job is to try and identify the phrasal verbs. After that. I'm going to examine the phrasal verbs in detail and give you lots of more examples. Focus on the pronunciation of some of them, and then at the very end, you're going to be extremely happy because you just learned five new phrasal verbs and some really cool ways of using them. So let's just get started with the five sentences. You need to identify the phrasal verbs. Number one. I get along with all my coworkers. I don't have a problem with anyone. Number two, I can't meet you on Wednesday. Can we put off the meeting until Friday? Number three, I'm afraid I have to call off our meeting. I'm really busy today. Number four, I'm sorry to hear that the goods didn't arrive. I'll look into it right away. And number five, I usually try to catch up on overdue tasks at the end of the week. So, in those sentences, numbers one to five, there was a phrasal verb in every single one of those. Did you catch them? Did you get the phrasal verbs? If not, you should go back and listen again and try to identify, try to catch the five phrasal verbs. If you keep listening, well, we're about to examine them in detail. So, the very first phrasal verb was "get along with," and in the the sentence was, "I get along with all my coworkers. I don't have a problem with anyone." To get along with means that you have a good relationship with. It doesn't necessarily mean. That you're best friends with a person, it just means that you do not hate each other. If you don't get along with a person, 
you kind of have a problem with somebody. If you don't get along with a coworker, that means there's a coworker, a colleague, someone you work with that you really do not want to spend time with, that you maybe don't even want to be around because you find them irritating, because they're annoying, because they frustrate you. So to get along with a person is to not have a bad relationship with. Now, me personally, I wouldn't use this phrasal verb for a close friend. Because with a close friend, I don't just get along with them. I'm like really friends with them. And that's a bit of a difference. With colleagues, I would definitely use this. And I'd strongly recommend getting along with all your colleagues as much as possible because it'll just make the workday a lot easier. Can you think of someone that is impossible to get along with? Can you think of someone who you used to get along with in the past, but not anymore, or vice versa, someone you didn't get along with in the past, but now you do get along with them? Do you have any advice for getting along with a neighbor? You know, if you move into a new apartment or you move into a a new house and you have a neighbor, what advice do you have? in order to try and get along with that person. You know, here are some some examples. I learn fast and get along with everyone. John is a lively person whom everybody seems to get along with. I don't mind working with Mary. She's real easy to get along with. Oh, come on, don't put me on the project with Peter. I don't even get along with Peter. I hate him. Do you have any advice for getting along with Peter? I heard he's a little difficult to work with. So to get along with is to have a good relationship with a person. Get along with. So try repeat now. Repeat. After me. I get along with John. I get along with John. I get along with John. And notice the soft G pronunciation. I get along with John. Not I get along with John. I get along with John. It's almost uh, connecting with the with. Get along with. So how do you remember this? Well, you need to try and think about a person who you do get along with and a person who you do not get along with. You need to create your own sentences using this phrasal verb. And of course, try to use it with all the different uh, grammatical structures. I used to get along with. I will get along with. I got along with. I haven't gotten along with my mother-in-law in 10 years. There's a juicy one. All right, number two. Number two. I can't meet you on Wednesday. Can we put off the meeting till Friday? And the phrasal verb there is to put off. If you put off something, you delay something. You do not cancel it. You're hoping to do something at a later date. So if you put off a party, You're delaying a party. If you put off a meeting, 
You are delaying the meeting. You want to reschedule the meeting for whatever reason. I had to put off the party because I got sick. They put off the business meeting because of COVID-19. What do you mean he put off the business meeting? He can't delay it again. This is horseshit. So to put off is to postpone something. To put off is to not do something when you were supposed to do it. This is a very common phrasal verb in business. Can you think of something that you put off buying? You know, maybe you really wanted to buy something, but you decided to put off buying it for whatever reason. Maybe you just didn't have the money at the time, or you wanted to save your money. Don't put off living life to the fullest. Don't put off looking for new jobs if you're not happy in your current job. And if you want to request a delay in a meeting, this is a great one to use. You call your boss up and you just say, Hey boss, I'm really sorry, but could we possibly put off the meeting for today? I'm really swamped with some deadlines. Put off is to delay something. I think, uh, sorry, just one more example with put off. A lot of sports, a lot of sporting events were put off over the last 12 months because of COVID. You know, they put off the, uh, the rugby, they put off the soccer, for example. They delayed them to a later date until it was safe to do so. Anyways, that's enough about pull off. Sentence number three. Sentence number three uh, was, I'm afraid I have to call off our meeting. I'm really busy. To call off is different to put off. To call off means to cancel something 100%. So we use put off for a delay, but we use call off for something that is 100% not happening. So can you think of a reason why you might call off a party? Can you think of a reason why a sporting event might be called off? The obvious answer to why something will be called off is probably COVID-19. But let's imagine a world without COVID-19. Can you generate some good reasons why something would be called off? Why would a person call off a wedding? Why would a person call off a birthday party? Why would a person call off a business meeting? So to call off is to, desi- is to decide that a planned event will not happen. Now, the difference between call off and put off. As I said earlier, put off is to delay. Call off is to cancel. If you call something off, you're not sure if you're going to reschedule it. You might reschedule it, but it's not confirmed. If something is put off, it is, a confer- it is confirmed that it will be rescheduled. So, last year, in Ireland, they called off the Leave Insert examinations. The Leave Insert examinations are like state exams that students in their final year of school do before going to university. 
They called off those exams 100%. They did not put them off. They called them off. They did not happen. This year, well, they're not entirely sure what they're going to do. They talked about putting them off until June or even July. And even right now, we're not 100% sure what will happen. I recorded that this podcast on March 17th, which is St. Patrick's Day. Now, usually on St. Patrick's Day, we have a giant parade in the street. Everyone goes out to party. We go to bars. We visit each other's houses. We have, we have a great fun time. But of course, this year, we didn't put off the celebrations. We called off the celebrations. We 100% cancelled the celebrations. They're just not happening. Fingers crossed they will happen next year. So overall, to call off is to cancel 100%. To not do something. And when we use this in the past tense, we go with the D sound. Called. Not called. Not cult. With a T. Called. The D sound. A hard D sound. John called off the business meeting because he got food poisoning. Called. Called off. Alright. The next phrasal verb that we were looking at, or the next sentence, was sentence number four, which read, I'm sorry to hear that the goods didn't arrive. I'll look into it right away. So, soon I'm going to be moving back to Canada. I need to look into flights. I need to look into my quarantine plan. I need to look into how to get food, to get essential supplies. I need to look into transport from the airport back to my apartment. Now, in this example here, number four, I said, I'm sorry to hear the goods didn't arrive. I'll look into it right away. So this means that there's a problem at work, the goods not arriving. What are goods? Goods are products. Goods are something that you ordered. And if they didn't arrive, well, there's an issue. So what do you need to do? You need to investigate the issue. You need to figure out what the issue is. You need to figure out why the goods didn't arrive. You need to figure out where the goods currently are. You need to look into the problem. So look into is investigate. Look into is to examine something and come to your own conclusion. You know, I said I need to look into flights. That means I need to sit down, go on my computer, and figure out when flights are going to Canada. How much they're going to cost. Are they direct? Or is there a transfer in between? Because right now, if you want to fly to Canada, you can't go via the USA from Europe. Only if you're an American citizen, you can enter the USA from Europe. So I need to look into flights that don't go via the United States of America. I need to look into how I'm going to get from the airport back to my apartment. Look into. So if there's a problem at work, 
you might bring it up with your manager with the hope that they will look into the problem. And of course, the past tense is looked with the T sound this time. Called has a D sound, but look. So I looked into has the T sound. So here's some more examples with look into. Sorry about the delay. I'll look into it right away. Right away. I'm looking into the different problems that have risen and that have come up in the last month. The police are looking into the corruption at the bank. I heard my Congress representative is looking into the pipeline. To look into. So, so just listen now to the pronunciation of look into, and maybe you'd like to repeat some of these sentences. Sorry about the delay. I'll look into it right away. Sorry about the delay. I'll look into it right away. I'll. I'll look. I'll look into. I'll look into it. I'll look into it right away. So I will. I'll. I will look. I'll look. I'll look into it. I will look into it. I'll look into it right away. And that's actually a very common collocation. Look into it right away. And that just means that, yeah, we're going to look into it immediately. We're going to investigate it immediately. We're not going to wait until next week. We're going to look into it now. So if your boss says that there's a problem and your boss wants you to look into it, do not wait around. Look into it immediately. All right. Number five, and this is the last phrasal verb for this podcast. I usually try to catch up on overdue tasks at the end of the week. So to catch up on an overdue task. Well, first and foremost, catch up is a very versatile phrasal verb. If you change a preposition after up to with, it has an entirely different meaning. In this podcast, we're looking at catch up on. And in that sentence, it was to catch up on an overdue task. If a task is overdue, it's past the deadline. If a task is overdue, it's late. If a task is overdue, you need to get it done as soon as possible because it should have been done before now. I need to catch up on my studies. I need to catch up on my homework. I need to catch up on my English learning. I've kind of let it slip. You need to catch up on all of Ronin's podcasts. And then you got to tell everyone in the world about them because they're the best podcasts ever. So to catch up on means that you haven't done something and that you need to do something. I mentioned catch up with. Catch up with is going to be, uh, generally speaking, with a person. But catch up on is going to be with a thing. 
So during the pandemic, I was able to catch up on some TV shows. Like Breaking Bad, Suits, Game of Thrones, but the last season was terrible. That was sad. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I caught up on Brooklyn Nine-Nine recently. I love that show. And now I have to wait for the next season to come out, which won't be until September, I think. During the pandemic, did you manage to catch up on anything? Did you manage to catch up on any TV shows? Did you catch up on any housework that needed to get done? I need to catch up on my college assignments. I need to catch up on my studies overall. So to catch up on means that you need to do something because it's late. Okay. So overall, in this podcast, we had a look at five different business English phrasal verbs. Number one, get along with. Number two, put off. Number three, call off. Number four, look into. And number five, to catch up on. To get along with is to have a good relationship with someone. I get along with all my co-workers. I do not have a problem with anyone. To put off is to delay. I always put off doing laundry. I always put off doing the dishes. I always put off housework. What do you always put off and then end up regretting that you put it off? Number three was to call off, which is to cancel. To cancel something 100% without confirmation that you're going to reschedule. Number four, look into, which means investigate. Number five, catch up on, which means you need to do something because you have not done it yet. You're late. You're behind schedule with something. So listen to these questions. Can you answer the following questions using any of those phrasal verbs? Number one, is there someone you get along with now that you didn't get along with in the past? Number two, when is the last time you had to put off an appointment and why? Number three, what are some good reasons for a party being called off? Number four, when you need to look into something, where do you go? Number five, is there any work you need to catch up on that is late? Number six, if you're looking for a new job and you find a company that you want to work for, do you look into them? Number seven, have you ever looked into a friend's new boyfriend or girlfriend? You know, have you ever stalked them on Facebook to find out who they really are or to see if they have any skeletons in their closet? Number eight. What stops you from getting your work done that leads you needing to catch up on it? Number nine. What advice do you have for someone who wants to get along with their work colleagues? Number ten. What is the worst fake excuse you have ever given 
for calling off a date. All right, folks. So that's it for now. Business English phrasal verbs. I hope y'all learned something. I hope you're happy. I hope you're healthy, and I hope that you can use these phrasal verbs in some sort of business scenario. Remember, phrasal verbs are both informal and informal, so do not be afraid to use these in regular conversation. See you later, folks. And that is a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Ronan, and this is the English on the Road podcast. Thank you for joining me. Please check out my website www.englishwithronan.com. Transcripts and quizzes are available on the website. Go there for more information. If you're keen on a lesson, message me via my website, or you can catch me on Instagram at English on the Road. I hope to hear from you soon. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with a friend. Chat soon, you beautiful people. Hope you're happy, and I hope you are healthy. Bye.